Welcome back to Twice Upon a Time. This week, Roger and I watched Season 1, Episode 22, A Land Without Magic, the Season 1 finale. As always, a little synopsis, not so little in this case. In the Enchanted Forest, Charming escapes from Regina with some help from the Huntsman, only to get trapped in the Infinite Forest. Rumple agrees to help him find Snow in exchange for placing a golden egg inside of Maleficent's beast. He succeeds, wakes Snow with true love's kiss, and proposes to her. They decide to take back the kingdom together. In Storybrooke, Henry is crashing and Dr. Whale can't explain it. It's almost like magic. When Emma touches the book, she finally believes and must work with Regina to save Henry. Rumple sends Emma down to battle the dragon and retrieve the very same egg that Charming planted, which contains the bottled true love. Emma succeeds, but Rumple double-crosses them and takes the magic for himself. Regina and Emma rush to the hospital, and Henry is dead. Emma apologizes for not believing him, wakes him up, and breaks the curse with true love's kiss. Meanwhile, Jefferson has released Belle and sent her to Gold to get revenge on Regina. Gold takes the true love to the wishing well and wishes for something that was once lost. Not Balefire, but for magic to come to Storybrooke. Roger, what did you think of this episode? As I said at the end of our previous episode, this is a top five episode. And it delivered. You can just lock in my top five slots. We never need to use that phrase again. <laughs> We've been waiting for this. This is the culmination of the entire uh, season. And I feel like it delivered. We got almost all of my questions answered. I think there's maybe one thing I was curious about. But other than that, this answered all the questions. So a fantastic episode. I love it. What about you? Uh, agreed. I love this episode. I really like how it ties back to the first scene of the show. Like we get a completed loop. Uh, I, I, it does answer almost every question. <laughs> Some of the questions it doesn't answer. We like get as jokes in the first couple episodes of season two, which I like. We don't know who all the characters are is something. Um, we know who most of them are, but not all of them. Dr. Whale being one. Maybe the only one. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Because everyone else has had a flashback at this point. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, love this episode. It's really good. Uh, Henry was right all along, and he lives to see it. Barely. Barely. I And I really love that when Do Dr. Whale says, what else could it be? And Emma and he's like, it's like, and then Emma says, it's like magic. And she fi she believes so that answered the question for me about Whale. I always wondered if he was awake or not. Mm. And then you very clearly realize at the end of, he's not awake. No, he's not awake. He's definitely not awake. Yeah, the... When I initially watched it, I didn't love the way that Emma got her memories back. But then it made a little bit more sense once I kind of like watched it and see the like, oh, she now believes that nothing else could explain all of these things. And then she touches the book and then she gets the flashback. Okay, now she accepts it. That leads into the unbelievably fantastic confrontation where she is just throwing Regina around in the closet. Like she, They had that fight outside the crypt and then Emma walks away and says, you're not worth it. Well, she's got time today because it is worth it. She's going to beat the crap out of Regina here. Regina is super scared. I mean, she's worried about Henry, obviously, and they both are. But she is scared of Emma. In she this doesn't moment. even fight back. Like, she's getting whooped. Like, she's throwing her around, knocking stuff off the shelf. No one comes to check on them. So apparently this is just normal to happen in closets. And she forces a confession out of Regina at, like, arm point. I mean, she's got her pinned against yeah, the wall. Yeah, it's, 
that scene is brilliant. I Emma is very convincingly angry in that scene. When <laughs> when she says like you did this to him, didn't you? Uh, she she means it. There's fire behind that. And when Regina when Emma asked her to fix it, and Regina says I can't. It's just she's so devastated. I, I I like when it's it's true, isn't it? All of it, and you just see Regina not wanting to admit, but being left with no choice. Similar to how she pinned Rumpelstiltskin into admitting. That he had to admit his name mm-hmm. about. He tries to pivot around it, and then finally it's like, yep, that's my name. And then we get one of my favorite things, which is Regina and Emma working together. They very quickly realize that fighting isn't going to get them anywhere. Well, it's not going to save Henry. It might make them feel better about what's going on between them. Um, and they're like, okay, well, how do we save Henry? And they go to Rumpelstiltskin. I also, for the first time, you hear Emma say, and she does not mince words, he dies. You die. Mm-hmm. She's going to kill Regina. Definitely. If he dies. She definitely Which is Technically, he did. He did. She was still caught up in her grief very much in that moment. She hadn't quite quite, uh, quite been able to move into revenge mode at that point. She also goes to August at this point. Mm-hmm. Before, I think, she even goes to Gold. And yes. she asks for help. And she now sees who... She sees him for his true self, which is... He's basically Wood now. Mm-hmm. He's Pinocchio. And she watches him basically get turned back into just the wooden boy, but he's not animated. I think that's a really important moment, too, because Emma's top priority in this entire situation is Henry, no question. But up until this moment when she sees what's happening to her friend August, she realizes, like, I I do have an obligation to help everyone else, too. Because I think otherwise she only cared... Carriage seems harsh. She only was really concerned with making sure Henry was safe, mm-hmm. and now seeing the consequences of what happens if she doesn't break this made her say, okay, I actually need to accept my fate as the savior. And I also think she's remembering and realizing that that's also what Henry wanted. He, yeah. he wants her to help everyone. It's what her job is. It's what her destiny is. Then we get that great conversation with Mr. Golds when they go into his shop. The I, look of a believer, I think is what he says. Yes, with. he says the look of a believer... I love when Regina says, he reminds them about the price of magic, and Regina says, Henry shouldn't have to pay it. And he says, no, you should. But here we are. What's fascinating about that is that he is very ice cold towards her, and he hasn't even found his reason to be ice cold towards her yet. Which I could only imagine what he would have said had he run into them later in the episode. I mean, it was very much an I told you so. Correct. (laughs) But it was I told you so, not with like a look of, I should cut your head off. Which is, I think, how he feels about her when we're all done and then we get the he tells them that he bottled true love which regina is shocked by again uh this is not not shocked is not the right word she's very impressed that he has been able to do that like you did that i think she's also disgusted that he was able to predict exactly what she was gonna do Mm -hmm. because he says i knew you couldn't resist bringing her over and she's like you gotta be kidding me (laughs) but it was true she's very predictable she is very predictable. We also learn that Emma is the savior because of a drop of that true love. He put it on the parchment of the curse. Which is interesting because he could have picked someone else to be the savior. If he chose Emma, he could have picked Snow or Charming to be the, if he could have just dropped it on them, couldn't he have? It seems to imply that it wasn't just her destiny. He made it her destiny. He did definitely make it her destiny, but I think there's something to the fact that the the magic, the true love, is the combination of Charming and Snow. So the logical result of that is the 
product of their true love. Sure. Um, Because it wouldn't be, like, if it was Snow or Charming, it wouldn't be as powerful because they wouldn't have both of those sides. Unless you put it on both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I also love when he says he brought it over for a rainy day and Emma says, well, it's storming like a bitch. Where is it? Yep. No, that's a, there's a lot of good lines in this episode and that's a very good one. Who do you want to start with? Oh my gosh, there's so many people to talk about here. Maybe we can talk about the, I I feel like it won't take us as long to get through the Enchanted Forest plot. Maybe we should start there. I like that. Let's (laughs) talk about the Enchanted Forest realm. Who do we want to start with there? I mean, we start with Charming. That's sure. the, that's the first person we see in this episode. Who is, his hands are bloody. He's trying to get out of the cell so badly. Yeah, how does he get out of that cell? Um, the huntsman saves him. They, no, 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 they, they, they take, take him They take out. him to execute him or something. Um, and then the huntsman help saves him. I also love that, like, they always seem to never use overwhelming force. Send, like, ten guards to go get him. This is the only thing, Regina, that can stop you from having the thing you desire most, and you send two of your incompetent black knights. I'm not sure that she knows that true love's kiss. Well, this is like, I don't know, this is kind of like a weird thing, because at first, some people don't even seem to know what true love's kiss is. And then later, everyone knows what, have you tried true love's kiss? (laughs) Also, why doesn't she just go down there and kill him? That's a great question. Why are they making a show of this? It would make sense to make a show of it if Snow were watching. But Snow is asleep. Just go down there and, you know. It's an interesting question. I mean, maybe she wants to watch him suffer. I guess, but she's never really shown yeah. uh, animosity towards Charming it's like true. that. true. I don't know. Other <laughs> than to hurt Snow. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But the Huntsman does show up. Is this is one of the last times we get to see him. We do see him once more in uh-huh. season two, but he's unfortunately gone. Uh, yeah, he so he tells David that he sacrificed his heart to save Snow, and so you can definitely see a like moment of you know thanks before he kind of makes his exit from the show. Also, the fight, like charming, once again shows that such a badass. He is bloodied. He's exhausted. He's handcuffed, and he just beats those knights. Quite easily until he's surrounded and the Huntsman has to save him. But he whoops like two or three of them by himself with no weapon yep. and doesn't even have his hands. It's it's pretty miraculous. He's uh, Prince Charming the Avenger. Prince Charming the Avenger. Uh, but then he meets Rumple and is less good at fighting Rumple. I disagree with that. He draws blood on the Dark One. He does. That's true. But the Dark One is toying with him. Sure. But the Dark One is toyed with many people and not had blood drawn on him. Also, my favorite part of this scene is that Rumple is wearing the cloak that he took from David <laughs> yeah. at Charming. And it he's, like, evilified it. Like, yeah. it's all, like, it's shorter and it's, like, in tatters. He's like, I want your cloak and I'm gonna fuck it up. Yeah, but, I mean, I think the whole point of that whole thing was that he was toying with Charming until he finally would, you know, accept that he needed his help. Because he's in the infinite force at this point, thanks to Regina. So he's never going to get out. It's true. I also, this this isn't quite this, but it sets it up in the future. They talk about that Rumpel also once loved someone, who we presume to be Belle. And it sets up one of my favorite things, which is Charming gives Rumpel dating advice. We'll see that several times throughout the show. (laughs) And, And here is where it gets its roots. He isn't wrong, though. No. 
He's not wrong. I just, I just, I just love it. Rumple like would never ask someone for advice like that. And he always like sort of surreptitiously asks David for advice. Well, because yeah, they talk about you once loved someone, or it's like you. I don't know as much about true love as you do, but I know more than people think. Mm-hmm. In which David very correctly realizes, oh, you actually must have loved someone at this point. Yeah, and absolutely. then he mentions what was it? A flickering light in a mo- in a in ocean of darkness, uh-huh. which you presume to be. Bell, though, for a moment, I was like, is he talking about Bellfire? He might be. Could be both. Could, yeah, definitely could be both. But I think he's talking about Bell. In this and I case. think, yeah, yes, I think he's talking about Bell. Yeah. Because he wasn't, he probably thinks, other than Bellfire, he probably thinks about his life before he was the Dark One very little. Yes. He's been the Dark One a lot longer than he was a person. Yeah, and I also think that, like, he expected Bellfire to love him because that's his son, whereas Bell was a shocking revelation. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, Rumpel here looks the most human since he's become the Dark One in this episode. Like, he doesn't look nearly as scaly. He's not as green. It's He's less terrifying, quite honestly. Like, he's still conniving and he's still Rumpel, but it's almost closer to when Bell kissed him and you saw it kind of fade away. Mm-hmm. I see that. I also, like, I'll talk about this a lot, but when Rumpel... This happens after Charming places the egg in the dragon, but when he puts him into the princely princely outerwear, um, we see the like scarlet colored magic, which is the color of Rumble's magic almost all the time. I wish that they were consistent about it. <laughs> yes, we do. We do see his scarlet magic. We also so we talked about Belle. I love the heartache that he shows when he talks about her. Like he mm-hmm. shows true regret at having lost her and says she, she died. He, he's felt this sting. Yeah. I also like, and while he doesn't say it, he very much alludes to it when Charming keeps asking, why do you care so much about us being together? It goes back to his line of, seems very interested in their future. Mm-hmm. Which reminded me of that Star Wars quote that Palpatine makes towards Anakin at the end of the first one. We will watch your career with great interest. <laughs> both schemers, both dark, now very different motives in the end, but it was that same type of... You know, I'm very interested in your future. I'm a fan of true love, or more importantly, what it creates. Yep. Exactly. And then he fights the dragon. We get to see Maleficent again. Ever too briefly, she instantly turns into a dragon, which is always frustrating. One of my favorite closed captions is when she's laughing when she blows a light out, and it says, Maleficent laughs evilly. (laughs) You. If you don't watch this show with with closed captions on, please do. It's great. You're missing out. It was just great because it's exactly how you would describe the scene, but it's hilarious. And then, of course, he defeats the dragon because he somehow is a dragon slayer. He He's, just is good. This is the second dragon he has killed. So not only does he kill the... Well, he doesn't kill the dragon. I take that back. He puts the egg in the dragon and That's he true. escapes. Well, that was his mission. That was his mission. He beats the dragon. He runs through her beautiful glass pane window, like dives out of it. Lands in the ocean, presumably, after a pretty long fall. Nothing bad happens to him there. Sees the dragon. Dragon apparently can't follow him. And then he just swims back to shore, which looks pretty far. Yeah, and then Rumpel's waiting for him, and then he gets a sweet-ass outfit. Yep. (laughs) It's made of velvet. It's great. And then we get sort of the opening scene again, which, thinking back on it now, it was pretty bold for them to start this season, this this entire show with the end of a story. They start it with true love's kiss. Yep. And then we see that again here. And I really like how it's showing us how much more meaningful it is when you know more about the people. 
Yeah, and that's what I like. They showed us the end, but they didn't show us why, and then they uh-huh. worked backwards and then kind of brought us to this. You also see that, like, in the typical story, he just, like, wanders around and finds this woman laying in a coffin, whereas now he's being brought there by his mother's ring to his true love. Like, there's way more logic. He once heard her sing at a well, and he fell in love with her, and then he later finds her in a coffin. Yeah, that's less weird. It's less weird. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, this this has an actual payoff, and it feels, like, not creepy. Any other Enchanted Forest bits? No, um, I actually think this was a... It parallels absolutely the season of them trying to find each other, and also the fact that Snow is under a curse, and Henry presumably is under a mm-hmm. curse from eating it. So it's like it's a good job of going back to the beginning of the season and also paralleling what we're looking at in this season. So... Good flashback, got to what we needed to do. We know how the rest goes. Exactly. Circle has been closed. And I did like how they ended it with the promise of them taking back the kingdom. Like, it's not, like, they're, obviously they wanted to find each other and find true love. But Snow also, like Emma, is realizing that she has a responsibility to not let Regina terrorize the whole kingdom. Regina's not just terrorizing the two of them. She's terrorizing everyone. Regina and George. That's true, Regina and George. Which was an interesting concept because they're basically up against two kingdoms simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Now, George may be more weakened because he doesn't have um, gold. So well, he's... Regina just gave him a bunch of gold. Oh, yes. For, so, for charming. That's right. Any riches he wanted. So, yeah, two pretty strong kingdoms are after them. Yeah, they've, uh, they've got a lot uh, coming for them in season two. And two very ruthless people. Mm-hmm. Who are now working together. Yeah. Okay, let's go back to Storybrooke where all the things occur. Like, every person is in this episode. I, we could start with... Let's start with David and Mary Margaret. Great, that's that's a good place. That's an easy one. I like that David accepted responsibility. He did it again. He did it again. Um, But instead, this time, he he does give, like, uh, Mary Margaret an ultimatum. Like, if you give me a reason to stay, I'll stay. Otherwise, I'm out of here. Not unfair, like not illogical. And she says, I can't. And he says, okay, he accepts it and he leaves. That was the first time I cried in this episode. I cried four times. Oh, wow. <laughs> Waterworks episode. Okay. I wasn't like sobbing the whole time, but there were sure. tears. He, and he got close. He is staring at the border at the end of the episode. He really gets close. I also really like when he's talking to Mary Margaret, he says, it's like I keep making these wrong decisions and I don't understand why they keep happening. And we know, so it's so frustrating. We're like, ah! You always said they're cursed to be their worst self. I feel like he's cursed to make the wrong decision. Yes, over and over again. explains all of the questions we've had. Like, even when he had the right answer in front of him, he is cursed to just make the wrong decision. Over and over again. I would have, and we'll talk about this more in the recap. I would have loved to have seen him leave the town. Mm. To see what would have happened, because unlike the rest of the people, he has an interesting, like, coma memory. So I wonder what would happen if he would have gone out, like, would it have stopped him? If he had, like, gone out just at, like, right before the curse breaks? So that you're like, oh, what, what memories does he have? Does he think he's David? Does he think he's charming? Mm-hmm. Could have been a very interesting plot point in season two. But in the nick of time, he is saved and he turns the car around. These two people finally get to reunite. Briefly. which <laughs> Briefly, which is very sweet. Yep. It's like the looks on everyone's face when they get their memories back is is pretty powerful. Like David like stops the car and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Which is interesting, and this is, we'll talk about this more as well. The whole affair storyline felt like there were real stakes, that we were supposed to feel like they were real stakes, but there weren't because we already knew who was actually supposed mm-hmm. to be together. It was fake. Like, you were outraged that you were being stupid, but we knew you two were supposed to be together. Mm-hmm. This isn't like the typical will they, won't they. Like, we know they did. <laughs> so, why are, you know, so it was just one of those things of like, she's mad at him. She says they can never be together. Oh, memory's back. Yep. Obviously, we're together and we just kind of ignore everything that happened at, before that. Yeah. And to, I mean, also, they have a daughter <laughs> that they completely forgot about. Both of them. They also did still have an affair. Yes, they did. I mean, I get that they were cursed, but like they still did a bad thing. They did bad things. Yep. And I don't. I, I feel and like now that's... they know what Regina did too, and that she's just been living amongst them. I feel like that consequence is never talked about again. They never talk about their affair. No, they do. Really? Yeah, a couple times they. It's kind of like a throwaway line, but they'll bring up. Um, They'll bring up, like, oh, like, we were cursed. <laughs> yeah, I know they talk about we were cursed. Like, we'll hear that in the first episode uh-huh. of the next season. But they don't talk about the fact that, like, yeah, you were cursed. Like, they don't seem to deal with the ramifications of their poor choices while they were cursed. They just write it off to everything was the curse's fault. I mean, they weren't who they are during this curse. Sure, but they're still capable of making good decisions. Because sometimes they do make good decisions. Are they? I mean, Archie gets a backbone during That's the curse. True. So it he is does. possible. He does. That's true. Which he barely had a backbone in the Enchanted Forest, so. Who do you want to pivot to? I think we're done with David and Mary Margaret. I think we're done with David and Mary Margaret. And we already talked about Regina and Emma in the hospital. Oh, can we talk about Jefferson? Yeah, let's talk about Jefferson. He creepily is just hiding in the shadows. I absolutely love the first conversation of him and Regina when it's like, I don't have time for this. Oh, this is a bad time for you, maybe. (laughs) This is the perfect time for me. He's just so done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, I want the thing that you promised. I have questions about Jefferson. First off, why can't he pull the trigger against Regina? I'm not sure if it's just not in his nature. Or if you suggested that perhaps she made it so he can't kill her. That's what my guess is, is that that was the curse. You had to watch me live amongst everyone, but you can't touch me. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Second, wow, he gets screwed simply because she screwed up. The wrong person ate the thing that you got for me, so our deal is null and void. I mean, that's a very Mr. Gold response, to be honest. No, it's not. Gold would not break the deal on that. Gold breaks deals because you thought you asked for the thing you wanted. She absolutely got what she asked for and refused to honor their deal. His goal was to get the apple for her, which he did. I don't think that they phrased the deal... I do not think that he got her to phrase the deal clearly enough at the beginning. But when he grabs the apple, he yeah. says, now I want my thing. And she says, first, we have to get someone to eat it. And he doesn't, like, he doesn't disagree. Yeah, I don't think he says anything at that point. Yeah. But when they're talking, it was not made, you're going to help me. It's going to help yeah. me get this thing. Retrieving an yeah. item was the point of his task. And then I do like that she taunts him once again and says, you don't have it in you. But this time he has a response. Are you sure about that? She thinks about it for a minute and then she says yes. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where like she's like, I wonder if he does. Now mm-hmm. here's my question. How did he know about Belle? Well, he's awake. Sure. Hmm. That's I, a good question. There's no oh. point where they cross over to my knowledge. And the story had been that she had died. Did, was he just doing investigating? 
Like, where did he get the information to know that Bell was in this secret uh, chamber or facility that no one else knew about? Had he been spot? Like, I don't know if that's ever answered, but it's like, why would he know about this? It's possible that Cora told him. She likely watches Regina. Oh, interesting. Um, But yeah, I don't think we ever find out Hmm. how he knew about that. Or actually, maybe Regina tells him. In his earlier episode. That she trapped Yeah, Belle? maybe. I don't think she does. I don't know. I'd have to go look for that, but I don't recall that. Also, them arguing, they are quite literally leaning over Henry's body while they are arguing. I know, it's great. Like, they could have stepped back, like, three feet. Well, and they're openly <laughs> arguing about something that no one else should really be hearing. Yeah. And they, they I get Jefferson not he caring. He just doesn't care. But she should. Yeah, she should definitely care. Uh, more questions. Did he poison Henry? No, I don't think he did. So he just waited for the opportunity that he knew things were going to go south. And then at that yeah. point... Henry was already poisoned. I don't think there was any need to do that again. <laughs> sure. He absolutely poisons Nurse Ratchet, though. He d- definitely does. And knocks her I out. I think it was, like, probably sleeping pills. Whatever. That's still poisoning someone <laughs> yeah. if you knock him out. And then he opens the cell. So he knew exactly where Belle was. Opens the cell and says, go to gold. That was a perfect plan. <laughs> Not only was it perfect, he doesn't just say go to gold. Make sure that you tell him that Regina locked you up. Yeah. When he was saying, are you sure? He knew exactly what he was talking about. Well, and the interesting thing about this plan is that, so as we've discussed, I just don't understand revenge. This is revenge in its purest form. He doesn't even get anything that he wants other than for Regina to be fucked. He does not get his daughter back in this scenario. All that happens is that Mr. Gold gets really mad at Regina and probably murders her. This this is why revenge can bring you the thing you want. <laughs> because that's what you want? If you can't get plan A, you get plan B. But it's not enough. Okay, Regina, calm down. <laughs> Sometimes you have to just get what you can get. Um, we already talked about Emma talking to August, but mm-hmm. I I did love the line when she says, I just talked to Rumpelstiltskin and the evil queen about a quest to find magic. Truly ridiculous. <laughs> like it just, you can tell that when she says that, she's like, what the hell has my life become? I'm talking to fairy tale characters about a quest for magic. This sounds like something that a 10 year old boy would do in video game, not, I really got to go do this. Yeah. It's great. She she does this very... I think this episode is actually one of her better performances as far as, like, she is completely overwhelmed and shocked and, like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, just... There's ridiculous happening all around her. And everyone else is calm about it. Gold is fine. Regina's a little panicked because of Henry. But everything else she seems to make sound like it's normal. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, my friend's over and she's a dragon. And you gotta go kill her. <laughs> I'm sorry, a dragon? Yeah. And uh, this is what you're gonna have to do. And Emma's just like, no. Except this is also ridiculous. Regina doesn't say that it's a dragon. Mm -hmm. Regina says that she's trapped in another form. Regina wants Emma to succeed in this scenario, and she still doesn't give her all of the information that would be helpful. Yeah. I think she wants her her to succeed and die. (laughs) That is asking a lot in a scenario where your child is in peril. But it does seem very Regina-like. It does. It does seem very Regina-like. As you just said moments ago, that's not enough. Yeah. I want everything. I want everything. I also really love... Like, Emma's emotion in when Hen- she thinks Henry is dead is very real. Like, yep. 
that got me again, like tears all the way. Well, her son is dead. Yeah, no, yeah, that is a moment. It's really sad. And I thought that Henry was dead when I first watched this. Because I, oh. I, like, as I had said in the previous yeah. episode, I thought that Henry knew that he might be sacrificing his yeah. life to save everyone else. And I did think that it would be a really bold choice for an ABC family television show to kill a 10-year-old child. But, you know, sometimes kids die. Boy, that would have been a rough sell. Yeah, it would. They did set it up with when she says, if he dies, you die. So I guess if you were going to set up the season two conflict, it would have been, I am coming for you. Mm-hmm. But I think Henry is a critical part of this story. And I absolutely love that the true love's kiss that we had been waiting for was not between an awake Snow and Charming, but between Emma and Henry. Yeah, you're alone in that opinion. You don't, Why don't you like that? I just it's beautiful. It, look, there's a lot of this show that I do enjoy and I love. I thought that part was corny. I just didn't care for it. Also, she loved Henry way before we... I know that it's, part of it is you have to both be a believer, plus you have to love them, but it was like... It's been inconsistent with her about her ability to wake people up. She woke up Graham for no apparent reason, and then she wakes up, or and then her blanket doesn't wake up Mary Margaret, even though she she has real feelings for Mary Margaret. She looks at her as family, and then she can wake up Henry. And also, earlier in the episode, if she had just kissed Henry, would it have woken the curse up? Yeah, I'm not sure. So, like, too much of that There could me. be something to... And there's, like, not clear evidence for this in the show. But there could be something to the fact that it might not have been true love until Emma tested herself. Like, Emma put her life on the line for Henry for the first time. She fought a dragon. (laughs) And, And I think when you do something like that, you realize, like, maybe your love is stronger than you originally thought. Okay. I I would accept that. That seems on brand for, like, what the show is going for. Also... While we know Regina is a bad person, she actually does love Henry. Oh, she really does. Her She is crushed when yeah. Henry is dead. Which means she also should have been able to wake him up. Now, it would have to... And I actually think it would have been more poignant if she woke him up. Mm, I think that would be interesting. But I don't think that that would work because the, the savior has to be the one that breaks the curse. I know, but I think there's a real beautiful story and the thing that you cared about most is the thing you have to sacrifice mm. to bring your son back to life. So mm-hmm. yes, you give up your curse and you suffer the consequences for all of the bad things you did to save Henry's life. Yeah, that is, that, that would be beautiful. would have been the ending. Now that I would have loved. The whole Emma thing, I just, it's fine. I didn't care for it. It's not my favorite moment. Um, another tearjerker for me was when everybody wakes up and they all kind of look at Regina, and Blue is like, you better run. Yeah. And then Regina runs up to the bed and says, don't, no matter what anyone tells you, I do love you. And it's, re- like, she does. I mean, ignore, We had questions earlier, but Ignore she really all the does. gaslighting I did to you. Yes. And the fact that I made you think you were crazy, and I threatened to do all these things to you. I do love you. I did those things <laughs> because I thought it was best for you. I'm sorry, are we talking about Regina Okora here? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. But yes, yeah, you like do... Like mother, like daughter. You do genuinely believe at this point that she loves Henry. I have no questions about that. I don't know that she loves anyone else in her life, but Henry, she does love. The last one I have on my list is Mr. Gold, the in Bell, sort of what happens at the end. I have a couple more questions okay, about Regina please, before we go please over. Please go. Um, one, why was she bringing Maleficent over? 
Because she wanted to torture her by trapping her in her but monster form. why? Melissa had never done anything bad to her. They but were also, friends. It also seems like really contrary. Like when Jiminy Cricket came over, he turned into a person yeah. called Cricket. Yeah. <laughs> and like there's no magic in Storybrooke, but apparently there's a dragon. Who can breathe fire. I mean, like it was just so strange that she brought over the dragon. I'm assuming they just couldn't get the actress to show up for very long. Because no, I think that they wanted to be able to do the parallel of mm. Charming fighting a dragon and Emma fighting a dragon. Okay, that makes sense. But like, I I always wish that Maleficent and um, Catherine had met. Mm. A conversation about the way Regina screwed them over would be just good comedy. Friends, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, you were friends with Regina? How'd that go for you? Oh. You know what the real curse was, Roger? She is trapped in her dragon form, and there is no tiny black unicorn. What oh. happened to the tiny oh, black unicorn? Oh, that is the true curse. Is it dead? Maybe it wasn't brought I'm over. crying again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Round five. Yeah, no no tiny black unicorn is, uh, that's tough, because you know, she that's the she thing she loved that. most. Um, I like that this is the first time in which Regina looks concerned. Not that she's losing, but that she is in real danger. Oh, yeah. She's going to die. She And she's crying, like heartbroken, crying that she's lost when she realizes the curse is broken. Even though Henry's awake, which is what she wanted, she still is like, no, 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 no. Like, oh, crap, I actually have lost here, which is why my early idea is what I want is her to make that sacrifice mm-hmm. herself. Here's what's interesting, though. Despite all of her losses, at the end, she's smirking. Well, because magic is coming. But was that worth it? I I don't think losing her son was worth it, but I think that she... Because she's, she's sobbing about Henry, like, right before that happens. And then she sees the magic coming, and I think she's like, oh, well, if magic is here, I don't need to be worried about these rabble-rousers. Okay. <laughs> they can't kill me with pitchforks if I can burn them all down. That's true. It's not like there's any powerful enemies that she might have potentially made around here. And she also is probably plotting how she could use magic to get Henry back. That's true. Because she can kill Emma now. It doesn't matter if uh, she kills Emma because the the curse is already broken. Yep. Yep. No, that's fair. Though I'm. I mean, it does matter for other reasons. Henry would never accept that. Also, can she kill? Why? Because we find out something later in which she's prevented, so she might not be able to actually. Well, that's interesting. It is possible. Uh, It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. That is possible. Okay. I think we've hit everyone but gold. Okay. You always want to talk about gold at the end. Yeah, because he kind of usually pops up at the end. Um, okay. So, Bell walks into his shop. Yeah. After, <laughs> and is, has absolutely no idea. I'm not even sure if she has, like, curse memories necessarily. She just has, like, she has no memories. I have been trapped in this place for a really long time and this woman put me here and that's all i know i don't think she has cursed memories and i'm revealing a little bit later because we find out what her cursed story would have been yeah so she just seems to be almost like david's coma yeah she has nothing she has nothing at all um he looks completely shocked to see her he even says you're real well i mean he like touches her because he's not sure if she's real yep which, in fairness, after what happened with August and him, I don't blame him for being skeptical. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he is delighted to see her. He hugs her, which is probably, she probably feels super uncomfortable. She's like, who's this dude? Why is this old man hugging me like it's the greatest thing he's ever seen? Um, before we talk about Bella a little bit, he sabotages the elevator, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot we didn't talk about this part. I'm just supposed to believe he just got the drop on Regina? I think, I mean... Mr. French is approximately twice the size of Mr. Gold. 
Yeah. And he beat the shit out of him with a cane. Yeah, that's true. But he... Also, they had just asked him for help. Yeah. And he gave them help. So he may have walked in and be like, was like, oh, hey, Regina, how's it going? And then clocks her with the thing and then ties her up. (laughs) With his duct tape and rope that he just seems to always have. It it, it was uh, zip ties. Was it zip ties this time? I'm not sure. He tied her up. Duct tape. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, he didn't make a sound either. No, not at all. Man, is this is the true Stealthy. This is why Stealthy is dead, because he is Stealthy. And then Emma tossed him the egg. She had to do that. I don't reasonably think she could have made a sack with her jacket and then climbed up one-handed. She is no, a badass. she didn't need to use one hand. She could have, like, tied it to herself. She could have made, like, a baby Bjorn for the egg. I see. <laughs> she also had no reason to not suspect gold. We, as the viewer, don't suspect That's gold. That's true. He had just helped her. Like, why would he... Which, I mean, he, like, kind of betrays her, but does he? What do you mean? Well, like, we don't know that the thing that they were retrieving was ever going to save Henry in the first place. And quite frankly, he probably knew that he needed to die so that she would actually Mm. try to wake him up and break the curse. That's a good point. That is probably true. Yeah, because he's been planning this the entire time. So, logically, that whatever she dropped would have never done anything. And then he does something that makes zero sense. What? He asks, he uses the true love to ask for magic to come to Storybrooke because magic is power. That makes total sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. That's crazy to me. He does not need magic. False. What he wants is his son, which he now can get. He wants two things. He wants his son and he wants to be able to protect his son. His son is an adult man that is somehow like 200 years old and has survived by himself in a land without magic. I think he's good. Yeah, except for now, there are the curse has been broken. There are enemies of the Dark One who would absolutely hurt Belfire to get to him. He's not even going to be here. He's going to leave and go find his son. Uh-huh. His plan is to bring his son back. Maybe. I think he just wants to see his son. I don't think he cares. I... Th- you don't think he wants his son to come live in the town with him? A man I think he would live anywhere. Yeah, but I think he would try to get him to come back to town. That's where all his stuff is. He could have wished for Balefire to appear. Balefire is quite literally something that has been lost to him. But instead, he wished for magic. And then he says, magic is coming, which is the tagline yeah. for season one of this show. And we did not get to hear that. That phrase until the last episode. Yep. No, that's fair. I also would argue that, like, at this point, he also knows that Regina had locked up Belle. But he was going to do that before he knew that. Sure. But he now he really needs his magic because he wants to hurt Regina. He could have easily hurt Regina as he already demonstrated by tying her up in the library. Yeah, but he can do so much more as the Dark One. He could just kill her. Yeah. Or he can make her suffer. Also, I think he doesn't um, have his limp when he has magic. That's true. So he actually physically is better when he doesn't have, when he has magic to cover up his limp. Well, as we learn, this uh, cane is very useful to him, so... Well, the cane is stylish and a good weapon. (laughs) I'm sorry, I agree with him 100% on this one. If you have a chance to get your power back, you take the power back. It's a point that he will make in later seasons, and he is right every time. Except for the time that he chose his power over his son, which is how he lost him in the first place. That was the mistake. Other than that, he was right he, every he single time. He just did it again. He, he didn't finally ch- got what he wanted. 
And he just did it. He again. didn't choose him over his son. He chose to get his magic, and then he's going to go find his son because he's planning a trip. We know what that trip is going to be. There's well, no other thing he would be looking for. And also, remember that the whole reason his son <laughs> wanted to leave was because he had the magic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that Balefire is going to love this choice. I'm saying it makes sense from Rumpelstiltskin's point of view to choose the magic and go try to find his son as opposed to just finding his son. Okay, I agree that it makes sense for Rumpelstiltskin. I still think it's a bad choice. I mean, we also live in a town where the woman that you love most was literally kidnapped by the mayor and held captive for 28 years. People are not to be trusted unless you make them fear you. Wow, I hope you never have power over anything. That's why I don't seek power. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else you wanted to chat about? I think the, the one thing I would say is that I like when Belle regains her memories and they're just walking in the woods. So he's just talking to, he knows Belle, but Belle doesn't. And then she says, Rumpelstiltskin, wait. And you can see the look on his face of like, oh, she's back. Mm-hmm. And then of course they do the, you know, dropping the, in the wishing well and everything. I, I thought that was a very nice moment of like. And they exchange an I love you, which they've actually never said to each other before. Oh, is that the first time? Yeah. I mean, oh. they, they talk about like, oh, but it's true love, yeah. but they never say like, I love you. Do we know if Rumpel and Belle are true love? Well, presumably they were the first time that they kissed. Oh, because of the... But later, no. Yeah. But I mean, at the time in which they're actually together, they are true love, mm-hmm. essentially. Interesting. Yep. Favorite moment from this episode? Favorite moment from the episode... Gold's face when he sees Belle. Mm, it's a good face. Yeah, he's so happy. It's like a like the kid who opens up the present at Christmas, and it is exactly what he wished for. It's like the time that he saw that she came back when he sent her to town, and then he runs to yeah. his castle. But that was different because that was that was pure happiness, and also he needed to disguise the fact that he was. Happy. This is just pure unadulterated joy. Like he's the thing that he has wanted most, besides the other thing, is in front of him after he thought she was dead, which mm-hmm. is actually a nice parallel because twice people got things that they thought were dead to come back to life, essentially. Yeah. So that's my favorite moment. You? Um, I feel like this is a really uncharacteristic favorite moment for me, and I can't believe I didn't pick the true love's kiss, but <laughs> throwing Regina into that <laughs> closet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's a fun fact. I remember we talked about when um, Gold beats the dog shit out of Mr. French, and you were like, that felt unnecessary. Had Emma had a cane here and started whooping Regina's ass, would you have felt that that was unnecessary here? Yes, I would have felt that that, that was That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. She would have deserved all of that ass whooping. Yeah, but it wouldn't have helped anything. It's not the point. <laughs> Sometimes you have to whoop somebody's ass to teach them a lesson about don't poison our son. Yep, but he's still poisoned. I really hope no one ever crosses you because there will be no consequences. I didn't say that there wouldn't be any consequences. No real I just don't need to kill them or injure them. I'll trick them. And they won't even know. Cool. Most ridiculous moment. What you just said. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the most ridiculous moment is the entire plan to poison Emma. And the reason is that mm. it was very clear two things. A, that you can't kill the savior or it breaks the curse. And then Regina reveals to Emma that she's not sure exactly how magic works here and death is a real possibility. Yep, that is a really bad plan. So she was okay with potentially killing Emma and thus breaking her own curse. 
It is possible. I mean, I feel like because she didn't have magic that that's not true. But we later learn that magic can be quite specific. Mm -hmm. So, like, this magic was meant for you. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know how it's going to impact him. But that's not what she says. She says magic is different here. It's unpredictable. unpredictable Yeah. So, she took a real... And the fact that Emma dying takes away the curse doesn't seem like that's the right call here. It'd be one thing if killing her solves your problem. But killing her doesn't solve your problem. This was, like, an unbelievably thin... Needle to thread. Yep. You're you? right. You're going to hate this. Mr. Gold wishing for magic. That's ridiculous. Because it's ridiculously awesome? No, because it's... <laughs> I wrote, most ridiculous moment, Gold wishes for magic instead of anything else helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Can I add a second favorite moment? Yeah. It's when Gold wishes for magic. <laughs> Because he was right, and we will argue about he this. He was not right for the rest of this he podcast. Was just not right. Um, is it because you thought he should have wished for Balefire? Yeah, or like a map to Balefire, or like how to leave the town, or anything. How to leave the town? You drive out. Well, we learn in season two that that's not what happens. Sure. <laughs> but presumably, once the curse is broken, one would assume you just can drive that's out. That's true. Of the sure. Town. Fine. A map. I think he already has a globe. He does, but he hasn't used it yet for some reason. Because <laughs> he can't leave. I guess. He can leave now. Okay. He's already kind of planned these things. He doesn't things. need this magic. Mm. Okay, fair enough. Who's your loser of the episode? Who could else yeah, it be? Yeah, it's Regina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought about this like episodes ago. I have five reasons why she lost this. Five? Five. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Four reasons she lost and one reason that maybe she's not a big of a loss, but probably still a loss. One, you poisoned your son. Yeah, that's really bad. The thing you loved most, you... Probably killed. Two, you watched as your curse was broken. The thing that actually brought you a little bit of happiness, not enough, got broken in front of your very eyes, thanks to you poisoning your son. Three, the thing that you loved most, not only did you poison him, but you had to watch that that he was saved by the woman that you tried to kill and that you hate right in front of you. And on top of that, the cherry on this is that you have the worst possible enemy in Mr. Gold who now realizes that you locked up the woman that he loves for 28 years. She doesn't realize it yet, but this has to be the worst L she's going to take ever. Five, everyone hates you when they're coming after you. That's not even that big of a deal. And I'll tell you why for my fifth reason. Magic is back. So that actually might be fine, except for now you have magic and he has magic. Right. Yep. And I think another another L, you are the one that suggested going to Mr. Gold for help and then he screwed you. Which you should have learned by now that was going to happen. Yeah. But you were, again, a desperate soul. So it made sense. But like this, we talked about the bell curve. This is rock bottom for Regina. This is pretty bad. This is probably worse than when Daniel died. Mm, Yeah. Because you've lost literally everything. Including all of the things that you did to get revenge for Daniel dying. All the things that you sacrificed to get this are gone and you've gained nothing. And you've lost Henry. Because, you know, you poisoned him. You even had to try to convince him that despite what everyone's going to tell you, I do love you. But you don't know if he believes that or not. Mm. Loss. You? It's Regina. Oh, it, oh you agree. <laughs> there, there is no other loser in this episode. I just had to confirm. <laughs> I know who your winner is. I have two winners, actually. Are they related? Yes. Are they mother and son? Nope. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> who are who is your yours is Mr. Gold. He is one of my winners. Oh. The other one is Emma. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Emma Emma 
did the thing that she was brought here to do. Though and neither, Henry brought her here to do. Though neither are the winner of the season for me, but both of them are the winner of the season finale. Okay. Yeah, Emma, because she accepted her destiny, she woke up, she broke the curse, job well done, gold because he got what he needed, and he's got magic back, which is why it's part of a win, and... The woman that he loved most is alive. No, that's that's a, that's totally reasonable. And I mean, he's the one that engineered this whole thing in the first place. He did. And exactly what he wanted to have happen yeah. did happen. Yep. Um, but Emma and Henry made it happen. I almost put David and Mary Margaret, but they felt more passive winners. Yeah, I think I, they're going to win when they take back the kingdom. They just said they were going to do it. I want them to actually do it now. So and I, we already saw them kiss before. <laughs> out in the open, in fact. <laughs> I actually thought less because of the taking back the kingdom, but more so because they now realize that they have a daughter. Oh, yeah. And she's here. They didn't get to talk to her yet. Not yet, but they are awake. They're together. They know their daughter is here, so it's not like they have to go find her. They know she's here, but definitely secondary. I want you to explain yours. Yeah. I I mean, Emma, Emma did exactly... Emma believed, which is what we have wanted for the whole season. She broke the curse, which is what she was brought here to do. She fulfilled her destiny as the savior. And she saved Henry in all through all of that. She killed a dragon, which is pretty badass. Yeah. I mean, it's badass when... It, it's it's as badass as when David killed... Or when Charming kills the dragon for King Midas in that first... He used a golden sword. He did use a golden sword, which is a terrible way to kill a dragon. Which is also much harder, though. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, he had no training. Yeah. She also has never fought a dragon and just learned that magic is real. Yep. yep. <laughs> and she managed to kill a dragon. By throwing the sword at the weak spot, right? That was very cool. Yeah, no, that's pretty... I also don't know why she thought that would work. Well, I think she was kind of... Desperate? Yeah, I mean, the, she ran out of bullets in her gun. She realized she needed to use the sword. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It worked. And then Henry, he made all this happen. And he lived. <laughs> and he lived. <laughs> In fairness, I awarded Catherine a victory for not being dead. <laughs> it's true. He's not dead. I, not being dead is fair. I. It's interesting because I agree with you on a wide picture. I feel like in this episode, he didn't do anything. That's true. But it's like everything is the culmination of what he did. Uh-huh. Remember what we talked about episodes earlier on? We can't vote for winners just because of everything through the well, season. Well, Emma is the winner then. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Fine, I pick Emma. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually disagree with you that there is a very real thing that like a 10-year-old boy basically is the reason a curse is broken, which is insane. Yeah. But it's true. It's pretty insane. Okay, so next week... We are going to do sort of a season recap. We'll do some rankings and have sort of a more general conversation. And then following that, in another week, we will dive into season two. What are you looking forward to generally about what's coming up? So as far as the recap, I think it'll be nice to talk big picture. Talk about how Henry was able to accomplish something quite ridiculous, especially considering his mother was literally stepping in front of him at every turn and he still found a way to do it. I think gold, the culmination of his scheme is going to be fascinating to talk about and everything that he went through. Looking at the David and Mary Margaret relationship through the lens of, okay, now you guys are together is going to be very different than the affair. I think there's also something to be talked about, about, okay, so the townspeople are awake. So now how is this going to play out? That's going to be interesting. Looking ahead to season two, yeah, I definitely want to see what the magic being in Storybrooke actually accomplishes. Bellfire, is he showing up in season two? Because Gold 
probably going to go find him. I'm, I'm curious about to see Belle and Gold together because we don't see them together in season one other than the very end. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess when I say the townspeople, I want to see what happens with Regina and the townspeople. Like, that conflict is interesting to me, and I'll have a lot to say about that at the season two recap. What about you? Yeah, um, looking forward to all of those things. I, I'm really interested in what... So Regina has lost her son now. Like, he's alive, but Emma has him, and there's no way, now that she knows that Regina is in fact the evil queen that caused this curse and was gaslighting her son and tried to kill her parents, is going to let her interact with Henry. So I think trying to see how Regina deals with that will be really interesting. And then just kind of like on a broader level, a lot of bonkers shit happened in this season. Like, they came up with some wild storylines. And this is just season one. Like, what are we going to get in season two? I remember thinking back when this ended was like, this is going to be a nuts show. (laughs) (laughs) Season one had a murder plot. It had an affair plot. It had um, an amnesia plot. I mean, there were some ridiculous, ridiculous things happening. The whole premise of the pilot where Henry goes and finds Emma was ridiculous. And then, yeah, I so I was curious to see, like, what, what are we in store for in season two? I think it tones down a little bit from what I recall. I haven't seen it in a while, but I think it's a little bit less insane. Maybe. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Oh, the other thing I was curious about is what the hell happened to Catherine? Yeah, she's just uh, going to stay in Storybrooke now, I guess. Do we ever see her again? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like... Briefly. Yeah, but that doesn't mean... I feel like she transitions to a complete background character after yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, also... I mean, we saw Boston in the very first episode, and we've been contained in Storybrooke otherwise. And then... Other than in flashbacks. I think you're right. Yep. Um, and we've seen quite a lot of the Enchanted Forest, actually. But now the curse is broken are they going to go different places like are these people going to try to interact in the world are they going to try to go home like why didn't Mm. they go home when the curse broke there's no more magic beans there's no more magic beans (laughs) (laughs) yeah because i mean as of as of now based on what we know there is magic but there are no portal jumpers other than jefferson and i so that's does he get his magic back does the hat get the magic i don't really know how that works yeah, the hat will be featured um, in... Later episodes. In, like, the first episode of season two, I think. Hmm, okay. Um, but magic is unpredictable. Yeah, so that that <laughs> whole, like, how is this going to play out was definitely my question on this one. Yeah. And, and also, Regina, like, this is a very low, low, low point for her. Yeah, and like, what is Mr. Gold gonna do to Regina now that he knows that she kidnapped Belle? Well, he has a cane, so I have an idea. He has a cane and magic now. Oh, I see. That was the other thing I was curious about. We've never really seen the Dark One and the Evil Queen go head to head with magic because they really only kind of do proxy wars in the Enchanted Forest. I would have been very interested to see what would happen if they would have actually, you know, magic for magic, who actually wins that battle. It seems like. Gold is the one who is more feared. Yeah. Because they call him the most powerful person in the realm. So I'm assuming he should win. But I don't know if that's true in Storybrooke. That's a good question. All good questions. Well, be sure to join us next week when we do our season one recap. 
and for future episodes when we talk about season two. We'll see you at the recap and we'll see you for next season.